Welcome back to So You Wanna, a show for writers by writers. If this is your first time listening, So You Wanna is a brand that Elle and I created to give back to an incredible indie author community. It's designed to be a space where writers can chat, hang out, and generally just be. Yep. And the world needs more books. Specifically, it needs your books. We want to help make that happen. I'm Meg, a romanticy and rom-com writer. And I'm Elle, a contemporary romance author. Today, we are talking about our journeys publishing indie. And what a journey it's been. Um, oh, gosh. If you notice, my intro is like different, you know, and I feel like, I mean, Elle and I literally just had this conversation. I was like, you know, we've been rebranding on Instagram and really like, you know, figuring out, you know, the target market as you do. And I'm like, Elle. I hate my intro, but <laughs> you know, I, I think I went from a dark romance to a romance to contemporary. Sometimes I say contemporary. Well, you know what, guys? I'm a romanticy and rom-com writer. That is that is my stride. So that is what I am. Season three, I'm declaring it. I do declare. <laughs> I thought you were to go. I declare bankruptcy. I wanted to. I was like, oh, I might get in trouble. <laughs> But you just went four score and seven years ago. I mean, I don't know what happened with that. Um, I was gonna say what I I do like your Instagram. Like you have, you know, your Megan Alexandria, and then underneath it you say like I write swoonworthy something like romances. Yeah, I write swoon swoonworthy romances for the fantasy and rom com lover. Yeah, I like that. So I feel like then it really does fit that you say I'm a romanticy and rom-com writer. I mean, that's, that's right what I write, though, because, okay. It so is the, true, yeah. The, the Miranda writes, let's look, look at my my body of work here. The Miranda writes, romanticy. Like, yep. that is a serious romantic fantasy. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ostler's Boy is kind of a historical, but it's actually in a fantasy world. So that is yeah. a romanticy. And, you know, and as you go on through the books, it gets more uh, like fantastical. Yeah, I mean, the first book is about a princess. The second book is about a knight. The third book's another, you know, royal member. So, yeah, it's very. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the third book, I mean, yeah, the third book really kind of. You know, starts getting into the fantasy. But then like birds and bullets. I mean, that's that's a spy romance. So. I mean, is it contemporary? Yeah, but it's about a spy. So it's kind of, you know. And it is so hot. Check it, it out is, on Wattpad today. Up until the Miranda Rights uh, reboot here that I've released, like the actual publishing of the Miranda Rights, Birds and Bullets was my spiciest novel. Um, now, that's not to say that I won't take the lead again, because uh, that is going through an edit here soon. Um but the Miranda rights, I would say right now, is probably a little hotter. I don't know what happened, guys. I, it's the journey. It's the journey. 
I think it's like as you learn your characters, as you rewrite books, some stuff makes yeah. sense or you, you pull back a little bit or you add more depending on the characters. And I think just you've learned a lot about them over well, time. Well, and, and just in writing in general, like, I, you know, we always say that writing is a skill, so you have to do it to get better at it, you know? And I feel mm-hmm. like, um, you know, you and I have both started uh, with episode and then Wattpad in a narrative form, you know, so we went from an interactive app that was fully digital to a narrative form where we actually put words to that. And besides that, I have a screenplay background before all that. So like, that's very different. And then the longer that I've stayed with the narrative writing here and we moved it to indie publishing, you know, you are everything, you wear every hat. So you were you know, the editor in the first draft and the first beta reader and the first arc reader, you know, of course you add to that, you get editors and you get arc readers and beta readers sensitivity and stuff, but you are the eyes on everything. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it's, you're just honing that and you pick up different things, but you're right. You're learning characters and, and whatever. So, and you're learning different things. Like I never thought that I would write a romantic comedy but then the holiday affair happens one nanorimo so you know like and now I'm like I could do this all the time you know and I already have the second book lined up to go for that you know and it's a whole series is a a, a rom-com series you know so yeah for sure. now look at me look at me thrive Elle <laughs> And lately for me, I've been doing a lot of of reading and I've just been finding since reading in, uh, especially in romance, I read in all different genres. uh, That's neither here nor there. But especially in romance, like I feel like I'm really starting to pick up like what kind of books I like to write. Like what do I enjoy reading? What do I want to create? And so kind of. And also like the secret mechanics of those books. Like you're like, hey, wait a second. I picked up what's happening here, you know? And I felt I felt that way when I was um, reading A Court of Thorn and Roses for the first time, because I was reading it and I was like, okay, so if I were writing this, this is how I would do it. And then like Sarah J. Moss would just shock me. And I was like, oh, my God, she's brilliant. (laughs) You know, like. There's so many authors like that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many amazing authors out there. What Sierra is- Simone um, really oh surprised me with her series Priest. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people pick it up because it's all over the place, you know. It really um, is. And it, and it really summer. is like a shocking idea, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't find it's, I mean, for me personally, like I didn't find it too shocking, I guess, as I read no. it. It was kind of like, oh, uh, like what I expected. Yeah. Um, but what surprised me about it was just how deep it was. Yeah, that's the thing. Like for a book that is so spicy, Mm -hmm. that was a that was a philosophical journey that I was not prepared to take. I know me. (laughs) That was the thing. What's that? This is not a this not a family show. Um, what's that meme that's like mark me down as scared and horny? Like yes. (laughs) Well, now I'm scared of God, and I'm turned on, and I'm like, what is happening? Tyler are you okay am I okay and can I just say I enjoyed book two more than book one and book I one I really enjoyed two yet, but you keep saying that and I really I really, I really enjoy I it and them I, all. I finished and it's well not finished sorry I was talking to someone on Goodreads mm-hmm. I had just like 
said to them because they were reading Sinner. I was like, oh, I really enjoyed this. And, yeah. you know, and I was like, I'm going to say something controversial. I enjoyed this book better than the first one. And she was like, I'm enjoying it more, too. And I was like, OK, so I'm not crazy. But did you, <laughs> read, so did you read Midnight Mass? I have not. And I've not read Saint yet. OK. Okay, so yeah. like this is what happened to me. I was at Barnes and Noble, and I saw Priest, and I was like, "It's everywhere. It's on Book Talk. It's everywhere, right?" And the cover that I had, it's like gorgeous. the red and the black one, just I was so into it. I was like, "This is such a good cover. It's bright. It's there. You know, it's so shocking because it's like there. It's so pretty." I picked it up. I read the book because I was so excited about the cover. Isn't that weird? And uh, like it went immediately to my TBR. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, like no pun intended, but oh, my God. (laughs) And then I went back to Barnes and Nobles the next day and bought the other three books. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, I just already know. Like, I just already know. Like I wasn't even with the book yet. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's worth the read. It's worth the read for for sure. But this is a show about uh, indie publishing. Yeah. We're talking about traditional, but, you know. Um, But, yeah, um, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. You know, the format this week is actually a little different. And I do want to say that uh, to people listening, you know. um, We had questions. We put out a feeler. Questions came in. You know, these were given to us. And we're going to sit down and answer them. Um, Mm. But they're yeah. strictly about publishing indie and and how that has been for us individually. Um, obviously, your experience is going to be different. So feel free to slide into our DMs at author Megan Alexandria and at L Meredith Writes on Instagram and tell us we're fools. Yeah. <laughs> well, that changes the vibe from a casual conversation. Well, but, you know, share your feeling experiences. Bad. Share your experiences for sure, because uh, you know we we'd love to hear from other indie authors so yeah yeah for sure there's all different ways I think to get to the final product so oh yeah yeah all right well question number one that we were given was why didn't you go through a traditional publisher what's the order we're gonna do here are you going first am I going first is this uh I feel like you can I I asked the question okay you ask and then I'll okay that's fair all right so (laughs) kidding so um I actually I actually um queried a few people a lot of people um but it's very much a game of what's in style right now what's what people want to publish you know if you're right for that literary agent or publishing house you know and there's so many of those out there you know that you you can't just find a list and pitch every single person and then you know realistically you know do that it's so much effort to to do that I can't even like that's a daunting thought to think about that um so a lot of it is is research of who do you vibe with who do you think you're gonna work well with who is interested in the type of story that you're putting out there, you know, where's your story at in its process? Is it fully, you know, edited, ready to go? Which if you are querying, please do that. You know, that will help you a lot. Um, you know, and and whatever, you know, how good your letter is, you know, how good the idea is, how well you can market it. And for me, I really wanted to 
to get my books out there, I guess, you know, so like they were out there there. Uh, some of my work was on Wattpad. Um, Ellen, I always do the Waddies every year, you know, that's a great contest. We're still doing it, you know. Um, but for me, I just wanted to have my book like physically and I wanted to, to maintain a lot of, I guess, creative control as well, you know, cause I, I, hear a lot of people who do get signed traditionally they lose that and like covers get changed or titles get changed or characters get axed and it, it was kind of like well for this story here you know the holiday fair which was I, I was working on at the time it's a small town holiday romance friends to lovers it's a quick read you know it's it's relatively a simple sort of idea I don't want to say it's like simple because there's a lot of like different layers to it and stuff you know but for me it was just like a very quick sort of get my foot in the door of indie publishing and I wanted it out there and then once I did it I was like okay so that was a horrible experience but I also really enjoyed the outcome you know and it's nice having it was though it's like every step of the way was daunting and terrible you know um but there's a sense of like satisfaction over it. So like, I don't know. And and we're in an indie community of other authors and stuff. And there's there's definitely something prideful and something to be proud of um, when you've accomplished such a major task that it just felt good to be there. And I was like, okay, yeah. And so then I introduced um, the Miranda Rights into that world as well. That's not to say that my other work or the work that I'm working on that I haven't like put out there, um, I'm not going to query someone or not but like I don't know today and age it's like traditional publishing is not the only route to success and I like the hustling of social media and I like the engagement with other indie authors and stuff so I don't know they're too long didn't read it was I was impatient <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I think some of my stuff is is similar you know yeah you do give up a lot of creative freedom. I mean, you don't get to decide the title of your book. As soon as a traditional publisher picks you up, no matter how big or small the house is that you're going through, they're going to pick your title. Right. And, you know, they're going to pick your cover. They're going to, you know, they're going to pick everything for you. And you get some choices, but, you know, they might not even be between two choices that you even particularly really like for your idea. So, you know, I think I really liked the idea that I could create the cover that felt right for my story. Mm -hmm. I could pick the title that felt right for yes. my story. Even down to my pen name, I could pick my pen name that feels right. Because right. even traditional publishing houses or an agent might tell you, you need to actually change your your pen name because, you know, whatever it's a, it's reason. Genre you know? or it, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. Or it doesn't look good on the cover mm -hmm. or it doesn't flow well. You know, like there's all these things and you just kind of have to be ready to give yeah. up a lot of control of well, your book. And, and and you're right though like Stephen King he doesn't even name his books when he pitches them he names them yeah. like whatever he's looking at in the room like chair hat frame and yeah. then he sends it off because they're gonna change it anyway you know so that that's a very real thing that I think a lot of people don't realize you know and mm -hmm. And know. and just how much your book's going to change from what you wrote it to what they right. say will work and stuff like that. You know, you can write a whole book and they might take it and you have to 
like scrap it and basically start from scratch because yeah, you have to change 40, so much words. cut you know yeah or recreate this 30k because it needs to actually run like like there's just yeah. so much in it that I think a lot of people don't realize until they walk into that world and the only reason I know it is because I have a traditionally published author in my life and mm-hmm. she's now moving out of doing uh writing books and into doing screenplays but um, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, it just kind of hearing it. it. Yeah, and just kind of hearing it really kind of made me think, like, okay, do I want to go traditional? As well, there's other things. So, like, if for example, right now fairies are very in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you go indie publishing, you're gonna get your fairy story out in the next six months, potentially. Let's say, right. like, let's say you're able to do that. Um. But if you go traditionally published, you may miss the boat on people loving like fairy romantic right, books, all right? Because of the editing and the process and everything that goes to well, that marketing. And then like this time next year, maybe fairies aren't in anymore. And now it's all about dragons. Exactly. Well, dragons now, but Which like- is probably going to happen because of <laughs> yeah, because wing, let's be honest. Wing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like I'm the triggered. thing. But the thing is, is that like when you get a deal, it doesn't mean you're getting published today. It could be a year before your book even starts getting in the process of, of, you know, getting stuff. So it's like, there's just all this stuff that goes into traditional publishing that I wasn't sure I wanted to do. Whereas with indie publishing, I got to maintain so much control. And while I will admit it's a lot of money up front, um, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And you do, or in my case, I've been able to make it back. And a lot of it has just been, I spent some time learning about marketing. Yeah. I learned about, you know, how to get a good team going for yourself of people right. who want to help you. I've, I've, you know, spent some time in bookstagram, making friends in bookstagram mm-hmm. of people who want to help me promote my book. Like there's just so many things that you can do. Um, and so it doesn't have to be too scary right Right. um so the next question we got was what gives you the courage to pursue your dream career the thought of death i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no no i make that joke too much that's a red flag um well but okay i could die tomorrow okay and 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 what do I want to leave behind? Do I want to leave behind a shell of me that never shared these vulnerable, intimate ideas and creativity? Well, I'm going full Pisces. Okay, can we just say, like, it's not, so? I mean, you can also say that, but also, like, the world would not be the same without your work. Like, you're such a good writer. Oh, <laughs> thank needs you. It. I am uh, sorry to announce the failure of So You Wanna. I have to go step on but no thank you um but I don't know I felt like especially with and I'll get sad here for a minute but okay so I lost my dad suddenly suddenly um a a couple years ago three years ago or so and the Miranda rights for instance uh the protagonist is a a young woman who is dealing with the death of her father you know like there's werewolves and all these other stuff there but I mean she straight up says in in the narration at some point that death doesn't scare her letting her dad's legacy down does you know and so like I felt 
very close to the protagonist, which I probably shouldn't say because people generally don't like Miranda at the beginning, right? Um, but she's on this this arc, you know, this journey of of self-discovery, but not only that, but of acceptance. Like it's very much the grief, the stages of grief. And at times she's very angry and at times she's pleading and at times she's sad and she doesn't understand and she's in denial about things. And, and, you know, that she goes back to angry and whatever. And for me, it was very, it was very much a healing process for me. Like granted, I miss my dad. I'll always miss him. There's not a second that I don't, but writing it out and, and, putting words to that pain, you know, and in the gaping hole where my dad should be helped, you know, and, and that was enough for me to be like, well, if people hate it, oh, well, but that's what I'm feeling. So enjoy. Bon appetit. (laughs) So I don't know. That's, that's my sad, my sad answer. L. But I mean, I I understand where you're coming from because I wrote a book one last night and a lot of that was really processing not so much my dad's death. I also um, unfortunately lost my my dad about- Yeah, that's how we became friends, guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it was a lot of processing what it was like growing up uh, with an alcoholic father. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to say my mom was absent because it's it's not entirely true, but she- definitely avoided dealing with it and, and I worked, kind of you know and yeah and I kind of just became the default mm-hmm. carer being the youngest of three which was weird uh, yeah <laughs> you think I about that I'm also the youngest <laughs> <laughs> and but you know writing one last night um and I you know I very distinctly remember you you saying how much this felt like me because I I put so much of myself in it I put a lot of like what that was like um, into it. And I think that's part of what gives me the courage to do all this is because I realize it's a safe place to put myself, to put pieces of me and even the pieces of me that I don't really like, you know, like sometimes I look back at that me who ended up being too scared to pursue my actual dream, like where Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to school, what I really wanted to do with my life at the time and all this stuff. I had this grand plan um and my life didn't necessarily go that way it went a great way like I don't want to say I have a terrible life I I have a wonderful life um but you know like I think that writing has helped me process some of that and I think that's part of what gives me courage is I'm able to kind of write about the things that I like writing about um and I like thinking about and I like pondering about and I just really like romance (laughs) Well, the the other thing, though, is that, I mean, you brought one last night up, so we'll talk about it. Um, (laughs) Let's get into this. Let's light this candle. (laughs) You brought it up. Let's light this candle. Um, No, but that book is very much you. And I felt from a friendship standpoint, like, you know, because I always get to read your books first. um, But I felt like very... I don't want to say intimate with you, but I felt very close to you. I felt, well, you know, because that has a different connotation, but like, I felt like I was seeing parts of you that, you know, I had this like, I don't know, special chance to do because you put it into words. Like, 
you're not going to sit down and be like, hey, Meg, I did this, 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 and then this, 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 and I remember this and this and this, because nobody talks that way, you know, but when you're writing a story and you're, you're putting together pieces like a puzzle, you know, and you go back and you loop things in, yeah, that book's not 100% your life, I know that, but I know the points that are, because I know you, so when I read that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, unlocking some secrets here, (laughs) and I just felt like, somebody else is going to read that and they're going to say me too you know I feel Mm -hmm. this I connect with this you know um and that's very that's very special and I think that that's you know yeah well thank you yeah Yeah. don't worry I won't go snag everybody yeah I will though because that was a lot um I think we should take a commercial break here and then we'll come back and we'll get to the other questions yeah, seems like a good place. I'm not coming back, by the way. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Contractually obligated. <laughs> hey, Meg. Hey, L. Remember when we said we wanted to start a podcast but didn't know where to start? Yep. And then we heard about Anchor, you know, the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs? <laughs> I sure do. And it's been great. We can record, upload, and even schedule the days our podcast releases. Everyone should check it out. Easy podcasting, free hosting. Join the growing number of podcasters who are using Anchor worldwide today. Welcome back to So You Want a Show for Writers by Writers. Al and I are trying not to ghost each other while we discuss our indie publishing journey. I mean, I'm doing fine personally from like, I'm not feeling like I need to ghost anybody's standpoint. Elle has a healthy idea of love and friendship. (laughs) That's that's the problem. (laughs) Okay, well, Um, let's move on to the next question here that we got. And our next question was, are you going to publish more books? Yes, uh, I am going to publish more books. I think I've already said that on this podcast, but you know, yes, for the purposes of answering this, yes, you're not free of me yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, same for me. I'm definitely still publishing more books. Um, in fact, I do have a new book that will be coming out December 1st. So if you stay tuned to my Instagram page at L Meredith Thought Writes. Uh, you this will is be me able staring to... at L. You can't can't see me, but I'm trying to make sure I know. Okay, she's naughty. We're in the clear. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> December first. On December first, yeah. So if you stay tuned to my page, you'll get some like teasers and snippets and fun things like that. Um. So yeah. I like to know. Okay, I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question. So you oh oh dang! Now I have to answer first. Exactly. Okay. Aww, that's why I was reading them. I know it. <laughs> Who did you hire to format your book? Me, myself, and I. Um, actually, the real story is is that Meg told me about Vellum, um, mm-hmm. which she kind of showed me the ropes on and like sent me videos, set me up on like a Facebook group. She's like all this stuff. And that's how I formatted my book. I happened to just have, I a... did not get paid. She did not. So, <laughs> um, she got paid in love and friendship. And <laughs> we are now in a dispute and negotiation about it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So that's what I used. Um, And anyone who asks me, that's what I tell them is Vellum is great. If you do own a Mac or I guess Apple product, like a computer or a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. A Mac. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. Apple would be like a phone and iPad. What I mean is you need to have a Mac, like a Mac laptop or a Mac desktop. If you're confused, slide into our DMs. It is a really great and it's pretty user friendly. Like I am not techie. I'm the first person to admit I am not techie at all to a degree that is almost like I want to cry whenever anything techie happens because I'm like, I just don't understand. Um, And this was really easy for me to use and it it was just great. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I hired myself. Uh, You know, obviously I I used Vellum. great tool wonderful very user uh friendly very friendly to users who are techie i am techie so um i very much enjoy it there's a lot of things you can do for it they have a great support system there's obviously a facebook group like she said but uh there's a book out there too that you can buy like in tandem with there's like eight buttons like how to format your book through vellum and you know the creators like sat down and actually like walked you through everything that you can do. It's like a a manual. It's very, very nice. Um, So, yeah, but there are formatters out there. The people who, who do this for a living that maybe don't use Vellum, but they use, you can do it in Microsoft Word. You can do it in Apple pages. I mean, there's a thousand ways to skin this cat um, and a thousand people you can hire to do it. So, you know, um, Fiverr is a great resource for that. If you maybe don't want to drop the cash for vellum, but you have money to exchange for a person who will format it. I've seen them in all price ranges, um, on Fiverr, just check the reviews and, and whatever, you know, word of mouth is a great way to check reviews as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. How do you deal with bad reviews? Cry. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think a lot of it is just I try to sit down and, and kind of ask myself, is this person doing this just to troll me or are they doing this because they genuinely have something to say? I tend to ignore like what you call like drive-by reviews and that's where someone just like drops you a three-star, two-star, one-star review but then says, absolutely nothing nothing as to why they did that I just like to me I review books on Goodreads all the time constantly like and my thing is no matter what number of stars I give a book you I always try to do my best to say like look this is what I enjoyed this is what I didn't enjoy that kind of thing and sometimes it is just a your book style your writing style isn't for someone and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff I sort of like kind of just ignore because that's just a reader who I'm never gonna get or be able to convince to read my work right yeah um and but you know sometimes they do have something constructive to say like you know the the characters weren't believable or you know I just didn't like it would be better if yeah you know like there's there's sometimes things that are said that are actually useful to you so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I deal with it is I try to take the constructive side of it and leave out anyone there's definitely destructive there's definitely a difference between a constructive review and Mm -hmm. uh an insult you know like Yeah, yeah for sure so there's also this amazing phenomenon of people who um are in your genre and they will come and they will 
lowly rate your book because you are quote competition. So that's also a fun discovery that I've made. Um, but it's okay. You know, um, if they have something constructive to say, obviously take it, um, listen to it, read it, you know, um, hear what they're saying maybe there's substance to it you know um see how you can apply it back to your work uh but if it's like a drive-by and it's just like you know they've gone and one starred a bunch of uh, books similar to yours for no apparent reason you know it's kind of like okay well what am I supposed to gain from this how am I supposed to grow right so which I will say neither Meg or I are like proponents of the idea that we are competition uh you know um, no because the, like anyone the community is, is exactly that it's it I don't even look honestly when when I find I write werewolf smut okay I'm a werewolf smut peddler uh <laughs> that's <laughs> peddler um but when I find other like werewolf romance writers I'm like oh my god I want to read this you know like I get excited because I am writing in a genre that I enjoy to read you know and exactly. like rom-coms I have probably so many rom-coms you know like I go back and forth between what I have more of fantasy or rom-coms and just a teetering pile of TBR books that will one day crush me but you know like I write rom-coms and I write romanticy and when I see another author especially an indie author who has that I am very excited to buy their book you know yeah and to read their books so well actually just recently um I in like I was I read two books this year um one was the Highland Fling by Megan Quinn and the other one that I read recently was Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year um by oh no I can't oh yeah uh, I saw that honestly they are both in the romance genre and they're both very much the same idea small town Scotland girl who can't figure out her life moves to Scotland to just get away try and figure out her life meet sexy Scott Scottish man blah 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 you know so mm-hmm. it just kind of like goes to show that like even within the same genre there are books that are similar but they're both very different books like right. if you said to me I want something funny I would say okay well then you need to read the Highland Fling and if you said oh, I want something that's a little more serious and has you know a little bit of depth to it I'd be like Definitely, okay we'll read yeah. Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year so it's like it's you know it's it's kind of interesting and I also realized my book I can't really announce the name, but I have a book very similar in the same idea of person travels to a small town to try and find themselves, mm-hmm. meet the sexy man. And, yeah, you know, yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just find like, you know, um, I was going somewhere with that, but competition yeah I think what I was trying to get back to is that like you know you're we're not really each other's competition because we all take an idea and we spin it and make it ours and no matter what you read you can always kind of like it's almost like the book still caters to a certain type yeah. of reader or a certain type of mood or something like that you know yeah so, yeah for sure just an interesting thought <laughs> <laughs> when I was reading again or or am I reading the next one uh I'll go back to reading yeah, okay great <laughs> okay what unexpected hurdles did you encounter while publishing oh god so many <laughs> no uh well okay so like when I when I published the holiday affair which was my debut novel on Amazon um 
weird things. Okay. Like cover formatting was harder than it should have been, you know? And, and that was just, that was weird. And the Amazon proof, my best advice Okay, seriously, listen to me. Listen, okay? Put your waffle down or whatever you're doing <laughs> on your drive to work and listen. Allow time, okay? Get your proof a month in advance, okay? So if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I'm going to publish in July, you don't have time, okay? <laughs> like you need to publish in August. If you're done with your book now so that you can have that proof a month in advance, because one, reading it in a different format, you're going to find different mistakes. Okay. Two, you're going to notice things just aesthetically that you don't like. Okay. And then you'll have time to fix. And three, you have a chance to show other people and get like another opinion and everything like that and see what lands with them. Because maybe you think it's the greatest thing ever, but then your bestie is like, oh, what if we did this instead? Right. So when I was publishing The Holiday Affair, okay, I got the proof and I and I was like, everything will be great with it. And when I got it, I realized that the spine was not very readable. And so like on my iPad, when I was doing the cover, it looked great to me, right? But in execution, in combination with like Amazon's matte cover, okay, and like their, their printing, because they do print a little bit darker than what your image is originally okay like I was like I can't read this it doesn't look good to me on the shelf so I want to fix that and I did um you know and I had just enough time for that but you know not really but you know like that like I think I ended up like I reprint like I re-uploaded an uh cover of it with a different spine like a week after it was published because of that because I didn't realize like how much I hated it until I had the physical copy in my hand. Um, so just weird hurdles like that, that you don't think about, right? Where if you went a traditional route, somebody would do that for you and you wouldn't have to think about it, you know? Well, um, let's be honest, in a traditional route, you may still hate the spine, but you can't do anything about right, it. <laughs> but in theory, it's been group tested and whatever, you know, so like somebody likes it you know? Um, but yeah, like I would say like that was probably the most unexpected hurdle that I, I came across. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Cause I think that might've been my most unexpected hurdle was I, you know, you had told me use the, like the, with Amazon, when you put in your number of pages, it'll actually mm-hmm. create like a little cover thing for you so that, you know, like, this is how big your spine's going to be. This is how much room you have for like your cover and then your yeah. back. So I used that to, tr- to format it. And my, my first cover I got was so awful and it was, it was so bad. So I think my cover was probably my biggest hurdle. I just had a lot of trouble making it I guess how I wanted it and it's yeah. still really not how I how I want it in many ways. Um I've just kind of like settled at this point and I might revisit as my mm-hmm. next book comes out and stuff like that. Right. Um but, but 
in being indie, you have the ability to do that. You could literally upload a picture of a banana right now and Amazon would print it as your cover. As long yeah. as you had rights for the banana picture, you know. It's my banana picture. I took it. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, that that's another thing actually about publishing indie that's so nice is that it really any changes you make, they're done right away. Right. So like if you want to make a change to your ebook, and you upload it, it's going to be changed right away. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's so nice. The only thing is the print is a little bit behind your print editions will be a little bit behind, but that's, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's nice to have the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, Cause in traditional publishing, it is so much different because they can't just stop the presses and correct your book um, right why yeah. you find errors right like but they, sometimes they they'll batch like if you're selling a lot they batch print them so 10 at a time 20 at a time and then you have to sell through those before they yeah. do it yeah before they do it again so there's just a lot of stuff there right like there's just some there's all these pros and cons and yeah things. for sure mm-hmm. okay are you doing it or am i i'm doing it okay i'm doing it <laughs> What is your favorite thing about publishing indie? I think it's just like what we talked about. It's that creative freedom to write the story I want to write. No one's going to come in and tell me that I have to take something out or that I have to pick between two covers that I don't like. Or Or you can't ax the character that you axed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I think it's just all those little things where I have so much freedom to create the stories that I want to create. Like, Mm-hmm. For me personally, my style of romance is I like to create characters that are relatable and mm-hmm. I like to create love stories where it's like there is a, like a million and one reasons why these two shouldn't be together, but they choose each other because life is is just so much better together, you know? I think it's funny because we're two very different writers, <laughs> And you write, you literally, like, that's your vibe. You write. That's my vibe, yeah. You you write people who choose to be with each other, okay? Yeah. You are essentially the good place where they say, soulmates are made, you've made them. You know, you yeah. make them. I, on the other hand, and like, there's an entity called fate that made you stay here, <laughs> you know? But I, but like, I love, I love that though. Cause I, cause like in, Miranda writes like I like all the entities and all like the the lore there and stuff like I'll that. let I'll let people in on a secret it's all the same entity it's there's <laughs> one big mind depth that's that's what's happening there I'm kidding no but yeah you know that's actually hey, that's interpretive okay there could not be an entity at all you don't know it's true it's true you do pose a very interesting question in your posts all the time yeah is it fate or is it not you don't know you don't know it probably is but it's also probably not half the cast needs a therapist (laughs) kidding but I feel like all your stories are are like that. And I really enjoy yeah. that. And that's why I think we're so like why we write so differently. This is why we don't write together, you guys. I know. Because Everybody all- asks like, are you going to do something together? No, because no. we value our friendship. <laughs> we're very different. I, I pick people. I try to make people who, you know, don't really have to be together, but they I have other choices them to kiss. Yeah. And you always like, I always feel that question of like, is this fate yeah. or you know was it I write soulmates I always find myself asking that question in every book you write you know 
Well, okay, so like, yeah, I mean, I've got the officer's boy, which literally the main character believes her love interest is her soulmate, you know, and mm-hmm. spoiler alert. So, <laughs> you know, and I always feel like the only real like soulmate book I wrote was was one last night, you know, yeah. like that they might have always been soulmates because they've known each other since they were kids. Like that's right, really the yeah. only book. And even that is still like, I feel like kind of iffy, <laughs> you yeah, know, are we like playing in this, you know? <laughs> yeah, they just like each other a lot. But anyway, anyway. Okay, the next question. Oh, wait, you never answered. What was your favorite part of, about publishing indie? Oh, I'm trying to avoid that. Um, my favorite thing about publishing indie is... Um, I did this is so silly. Working with my cover artist. <laughs> oh, but like, she's I, so fun. I love her so much. Uh, uh, Skinny is just so creative. And when I get an idea, I she's the first person I I tell, you know, and except for you, Elle, I tell you. But, you know, like she, I talk to her and I, I, I'll say stuff to, she thinks I'm, I'm mental, okay? She's like... <laughs> When will it stop? You know, but she means it with love. Um, yeah, I think. But you know, I'm like, I'll say something like, "Would it be crazy if I did this?" And she's like, "Well, then it would be in this aesthetic, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "And we could do this, and we could add that, and you could keep it this, and we'll filter it in this." And I'm like okay, well, now I have to do it. So, you know, like, I just, I find that process very relaxing and very amazing because I like to, like, mind meld with other creatives and I like to share ideas and I like to create with them, you know? So, and just, I just love working with her, especially because she just brings my characters to life. And we talked the other day, it was so silly. I told her, I said, how do you do this? How do you bring my characters to life? How do you make them look the way I see them? And she says, because I see them too. And I was like, oh, you know, and it's just like a very, like, we have such a good working relationship. And, you know, like, I just, I, I adore her. So I think that's my favorite part of the process is I get an idea and I'm like, hot diggity, I get to terrorize Senya today, you know, (laughs) like, it's a fun time. I work with her too. She's very good. She's, yeah, she's very, yeah. very skilled. Very, yeah. very skilled. Absolutely. Okay. What do you wish you knew before you published on Amazon? That you should get your proof a lot earlier than... Well, not even so much you should get your proof, but also that you should open it up and read it. I spent a yes. solid week and a bit just like playing with it and flipping through it and being like, oh my gosh, my book, you know, in that lovey-dovey yeah. honeymoon phase with my book. Only I made 90 reels like, today. Only to open it and be like, oh my God. And <laughs> yeah. like, I've got five days until this comes out and this is a mess. And like yeah. you're reading your whole book overnight and not mm-hmm. sleeping. Oh my goodness. Like that's what there. I was Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I thought I was like, uh, you know, I've edited Miranda Wright so many times. It'd probably be okay. Open up my, um, my proof and immediately it caught like where there was, um, it was like a double punctuation that like, I just didn't see. I was like, dang it. Because now I have to go through and read it because if I don't catch those and there's another one in there, you know, like I'm already editing it, I might as well. And then I thought to myself, well, I have a lot of 
story strings happening here. It's one big, you know, mystery thing. It's like a, a thing. And I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll make sure that everything is getting picked up. Okay. And I was like highlighting through it and stuff. I reread that book so many times. I'm like, and you get so sick of it. Like by the yeah. time I was done and you're still like promoting your book at this point. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so sick of Chloroquine. I was so sick of the book and to yeah. like a degree where it's like, you're reading it and you're like, this is the worst book ever and it's just because you've read it so many times that you're sick of reading it and right. it's like you always have to remember someone else is reading this for the first time the you're first just, time you're just yeah. sick of watching or like watching reading this book that's all too much yes too many is times this how I've... pride and prejudice feels every time I open them every year like go away from me <laughs> stop <laughs> reading me uh Anyway, okay. What is a good publishing schedule, L? <laughs> Whatever works for you. Um, yeah. Again, I think this is probably, I should have probably mentioned is like one of my things that I love about publishing indie. Um, the nice thing about it is that you really can create a schedule that works for you. Um, mm-hmm. You write when you're ready to write. You publish when you're ready to publish. Um, I'm all about market setting when dates. you're ready to market, yeah. Yeah. I'm all about setting dates for things um, just because it helps me kind of keep on track of what I want to do and just to make sure I'm moving forward and not just spinning my wheels for six months, which I would probably happily do. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I I like doing that. I like setting dates for myself. Um, As for marketing, you know, I've been spending a lot of time really learning social media and um, getting Mm -hmm. in on bookstagram and how do you, how do you do it? And I always say, you know, like if you are a first time writer, a lot of first time writers who are on Instagram are like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to write about. You can start marketing your book right now today. Even if you only have a paragraph, you just got to start talking about the fact that you're writing and, and, you know, putting ideas out there of like, what are you going to be writing about? What do you like writing about? What makes you an expert in writing about this? You know, there's so much that you can do. Um, while you kind of figure out what your schedule is. Um, but I will say whatever you pick, don't overwhelm yourself because it will lead to creative burnout and yeah. you will probably end up not writing for a while. I do want to say, uh, you mentioned something very interesting. You said like, you just market, even if you have a paragraph right now, um, there's an author out there. Um, she's signed a, a deal, uh, for Hulu, I think. Um, but Alex Astor, as she's mm-hmm. the author of Light Lark, and uh, she literally got signed because she got onto social media and she posted an idea she had and she just promoted it and she, it got big and, and that's how it took off. And I mean, she just made a reel about it the other day where she was like, I'm thinking back to what would have happened if I never started posting my idea, you know? And yeah, I mean, now look at her, she's incredibly successful and yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it really like you just start right away. You don't have to wait till you have a cover. You don't have to wait until you Mm -hmm. have everything. Like I've been promoting my book, uh, What Happens in Boston 
a lot and I have two phrases that I use for it. Uh, one is like, what happens when you scratch that itch with your best friend and some pinky promises shouldn't be made? And I've just been like kind of spreading that across and it's been getting interest. People are like, oh yeah, like what does happen if you do that? And oh, what pinky promise shouldn't be made? I know made? I have a reel about how much you're in love with me. I know. Look, <laughs> I'm still disappointed about Chicago. Uh, yeah. I'm not over it. Chicago's disappointed. Um, low lack of drive (laughs) so uh for me I'll answer it publishing schedule is exactly what Elle said you know what works for you definitely don't burn yourself out but keep deadlines you know um and don't be afraid to pad that so like if you think you can write a book in three months okay cool but why not make it four months and give yourself some leg room you know um and then marketing goes a long way so like um the hype that you build and the suspense you build on social media through your reels and the games and stuff like that you know is going to go a long long way to get people interested and not only your book but you as an author um so whatever that looks like that's that you know one book a year one book two years you know every two years it's all good you know yeah Yeah. And never feel pressured. Like I always tell people, um, this is good for fantasy readers, but if you read Patrick Rothfuss, he's written, he wrote two books, incredibly popular books. People who read like epic fantasy just love these Mm -hmm. books. It has been years since he put out a book and everyone is still waiting in anticipation. George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Like people, like you just, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it was like, Stephen you, King, too, that he stopped publishing for a while. Like, yeah. he he quit writing for years and then came back, right? Yeah. Um, it's, yep. it's, and, and I just want to throw out there, The Hobbit took 14 years to write. So, yeah. you know. Oh, I mean, I get why. That is a complex world he builds. <laughs> I remind myself of that every day. I'm like... The yeah. Miranda writes is complicated, but it's not the Hobbit. I can do it. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think that's a good point, though. Like you know, it's like you just you make a schedule that works for you, and even if it's years apart, like I mean, that, that's your process, and that's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. you can only do You're what you worth can do. The wait, your readers will wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. Having having moved from like episode work. to Wattpad to Amazon, I can tell you yeah. the people who appreciate your work, who appreciate your style, they follow you across wherever yeah. you're going. They definitely do. Yeah. Uh, our final question that we got was, how do you deal with people who hate romance? I struggle. Uh, well, I, I don't know, because I'm a Pisces. And that's just the vibe of my whole life. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, Our I'm, whole an life is a romance. <laughs> I'm an intense feeler. And I'm, I'm very, I'm a very romantic person. So like, I just, I don't know, I feel like I've been conditioned to people being like, mm, is it your soulmate? You fall in love with everyone. You know, I'm kidding. Um, so people who hate the romance genre, eh, listen, people can like what they like. They can read what they want to read. My advice to both sides of that argument is respect each other. Read what you want to read. Write what you want to write. Don't tear people down because of X, Y, and Z, okay? Just mind your business. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, don't be rude. Don't 
be be bashing don't whatever you know like I feel like this is like what parents teach their kids oh if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all you know but remember and honestly remember this is a writing community and communities build each other up a candle loses nothing lighting another candle and there is no reason why you cannot be happy for or encourage someone else's journey and development as a writer or whatever as a creative um you know you don't have to be negative so just don't let their nature change your nature, continue to be supportive, continue to be kind, you know, it's okay to unfollow or remove people from your life that bring you stress or tear you down or aren't, you know, meeting you halfway, um, you know, but, but try to remember why you started writing, try to stay positive and, and chug on, you know, trudge forward. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I agree with all of that. Like no one, not everyone's going to like any genre. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what genre it is. You know, personally, I'm not a horror fan, you know, but doesn't mean that I don't think that there are great horror novels out there. I, I'm right. 110% sure that there are amazing, super well done horror novels out mm-hmm. there. They're just not for me. You know, it's not something I'm going to run and pick up and that's okay. To me, life is too short to read books that I know I'm not going to enjoy. Like if I'm going to read a book, I I might as well enjoy it. Or write them, you know? Yeah, or write them. Like, I mean, I would probably be a terrible horror writer. Let's all be honest here. You wouldn't want to read it. (laughs) I don't know. I have faith in you. (laughs) You have too much faith in me. Um, so, you know, and I, I think you just kind of have to learn to accept that not everyone's going to like the genre that you write in. Not everyone's going to like your book. Not everyone's going to like your voice. Not everyone's going to like your writing style. Like there's just all this stuff. Not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to like that you're an indie writer. Some people are anti indie writers and you just kind of have to learn like, okay, this is not my market. I'm not even going to try to promote myself to you or you know have you read my work because it's just not worth the battle you're just gonna walk away probably just feeling bad and in a weirder divide you'll have people within your genre that don't like the way you write your genre so Mm -hmm. you know for a big a big issue uh that I see on on the community and whatever in the community is um spice versus no spice you know Mm -hmm um sweet romance clean romance versus you know hot and steamy romance or fade to black or you know or or priest you know like like (laughs) priest is its own category (laughs) yeah it's its own category okay so so that will happen too so you know, people who hate romance genre or hate the type of romance you're writing is going to happen. And you just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. As long as you love what you're doing, that's what matters. You're going to find your audience. I will say there is an audience for everything. Well, and, and your number one audience should be you. You should Mm -hmm. be writing for you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Well, I think, I mean, I think that's all. That's all the questions. Yeah, I think it was, Do you have yeah. anything else Love to it. add? 
No, I don't have anything to add. I enjoyed this. I thought this was like a really good conversation. I liked it. Yeah, it was. To do more of these. <laughs> Except for the fact that I am no longer talking to you. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I praised your book. I apologize. You praised me as a person. Oh, oh, that's worse <laughs> than praising your books. <laughs> really? I really did it this time. Well, you it sure was a great did. last show. Um, Thanks, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> as a reminder, Two and a half the person minutes. who's praising everybody over here is Elle. That's me. I'm a contemporary romance author. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram at L Meredith Thought Writes, you should be. I have my book Kalorglin. It is published. It's my debut romance novel. I'm so excited. And like I said, I have another book coming December 1st. So stay tuned to my page for all the information on that. And of course, if you enjoy uh, finding out what book you should read next, follow me on Goodreads. And I'm also on TikTok. All the links are in my bio on Instagram. And if she's L, I'm Meg. Um, I am not a Cancer Moon like L is, but I am on Instagram at author Megan Alexandria. You can also find me on Amazon and on Goodreads under Megan Alexandria. Um, you can follow me there, check out my site, anything to see what I'm working on, what's coming up. I do have two novels that are available for you to read now. I have uh, book one of the High Seas novels, which is uh, The Holiday Affair. The second book is uh, coming. I can't tell you when, but it is coming. <laughs> watch Tomorrow, my thank marketing. you. No, watch my page for marketing. Um, and then uh, I have the Miranda Wright's Night Shift, which is book one of the Miranda Wright's trilogy. Um, so if you're a fantasy reader, I have something for you. If you are a rom-com reader, I have something for you as well. Uh, come back next week. We are going to be talking about memoirs with Kelly Marisa. Same time, same place. We want to see you there. So you are- a shuffle at his birth.